Hey, bitch, you're listening to Gay Propaganda. Hey, bitches, and welcome to Gay Propaganda. We have been so excited about this week's episode. I'm Mason. I'm Justin. And today we're bringing you something for the fans, our very first fucking guest, and it's a biggie. It's the fucking goat of gay porn, the fucking goat of OnlyFans. But before we get started, okay, I have to say this. I have to say this because I'm a little confused, bitch. Okay, Bessie, you got some explaining to do. So... I posted, we posted you up on the socials and I got some replies saying, OMG, I love Angel. And they're like, OMG, I love Andrew. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is my bitch Liam. So baby, what is your real name? What do you, what's your true identity right now? So Liam Riley kind of is the entire identity of like who I am and the brand. Um, But before there was Liam, there was my cheerleading persona that I kind of went by. Um, So... I had a nickname called Apple that most people knew me as. And that was the start of like my social media kind of online presence and stuff like that. And then um, and then I started doing porn and then Liam Riley became like the person. What made you choose Liam Riley? It's such a cute name. When we were picking names, um, we kind of went through a few and like the suggestion was like, oh, like pick an ex-boyfriend's name. And I was like, okay, definitely not doing that. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so we went through like, um, you know, like baby names and I wanted something short um, that kind of had a ring to it. And then, I don't know, we just found Liam Riley and it stuck and I liked it. And bitch, does it have a ring to it? I'm loving yeah, it. it's so cute. <laughs> Apple though? I'm kind of loving calling you Apple. Yeah. To be honest. Did, did Apple come from someone else or did you come up with Apple for yourself back then? Yeah, so my coach, um, you know, just as a little gay boy in cheerleading, I used to wear like colorful shirts like like a lime green like the opposite of this like a green kind of like sour apple kind of color so my coach would always say like I'm the apple of his eye and apple became like a gym name and then I changed it to my Facebook name and then that's when like people started like adding me on Facebook and like people were like oh apple 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 and then and then I started posting like videos on YouTube and stuff. And then people really were like, oh, okay, that's Apple. And I was like, well, I guess that's my name now. Hey, Wait, so legend status, if I'm saying it myself. All right. So, Circa 2012. <laughs> so we decided to kind of like get things, you know, rolling. We would kind of take it back to the start of your porn career so what made you like interested in doing porn who did you reach out to like what was the vibe going on there so like i said i had an online presence and on social media through cheerleading and so i like was already kind of like becoming aware of like social media i hung out with youtubers and biners so they taught me a little bit of that kind of world like about branding and like doing things like as a persona and then um so with that um you know tumblr was really popular in the day and um i found a boy who is becoming really popular on tumblr who was a porn star through gifts and stuff like that and so i reached out to him on twitter on Twitter, I wanted to be friends. I had a little bit of clout, you know, so I was hey. like, hey, like, <laughs> put in the DMs, you know, that kind of lifestyle. Um, and then, yeah, so then um, Helix Studios was the 
studio that he was signed with. And then he was like, oh, I could kind of make something happen. And then I was like, I'll be home for Thanksgiving break. <laughs> and then I shot my first scene. Wow. So it was like kind of spontaneous. Like you just were like, okay, A sure. Bit, I'll like, do it. Yeah, without all the details, but I was like, if I'm going to do it, like I told Helix Studios that like if I'm going to do it, I want to be the best at it. And like, you know, like I want to make something out of it, the most of it. And then they really stood behind me and we did like my first few scenes, which are like high production. Like I was like the star of them. And yeah, they just were really invested in me and they made me one of their star exclusive models. And that was like literally the start of everything. Damn. So how was it like going and doing your first scene? Because, bitch, I'm like thinking about it. I'm like, OK, if I wanted to do porn, cool. But when I get to that first scene, I'd be like nervous as shit. OK. <laughs> <laughs> um, my first first scene wasn't as nerve-wracking as I thought it would be um so my first scene that I actually filmed um nobody was in the room like it was a POV kind of style filming um where it was just me and that model that I had really liked um so it was like a real kind of like experience interaction between me and him and then um and then after that then I did my first high production scene which would later on be the first scene that they did release so that was my debut scene so the first scene was way e much easier in comparison to then when I was thrown into the high production of like having people and like, you know, like wardrobe and like all that kind of like snazzy jazz that goes into making a porn film. <laughs> wardrobe. <laughs> yeah, that's great. The first scene, though, was like kind of just basically just like you liked this guy and wanted to hook a up with him. Warm, and then... like like dip your little feet in the water but i totally <laughs> got my it. fantasy of like i you know like one-on-one -on -one, it was like i was just kind of having natural sex but like with a pov kind of camera handheld point blank yeah, wait, bitch that's, really cool. that's like a wet dream of mine <laughs> god damn yeah literally. and like i just i was just so young at the time and not really thinking of like regret or worries and you know, it was just fun and not a lot of people were hopping on that kind of like sex work kind of train, you know, OnlyFans made it a lot more popular. And I just was at a time where I was like, I want to do it. And I just crazily did it, you know, and I was like, OK, well, now let's make a job out of it. So you had like a pleasant start to like the industry. Yeah, absolutely. And I like always say from the start, like. I, my experience is like not like everybody else's and I find my experience very unique in everybody that kind of like guided and saw something and like helped produce it. That's wow. Really cool. So Damn. we did a little bit of research, obviously, before we were watching some of the, definitely the beginnings of some scenes. And oh yeah. As everyone knows, you know, porn, sometimes the acting is a little bit um, on the, like, corny, mm -hmm. cheesy side of things. Planned is out. That supposed, yeah. Is it supposed to be, like, kind of corny? I think so. But, like, honestly, like, I think that's why a lot of stars like doing it. Like, surprisingly, a lot of people have fun doing those B-roll kind of, like, acting kind of scenarios. And, like, it just makes the job that, like, people would think is, like you know, whatever they may think of the job, it makes our job just a little bit easier, fun, and like lighthearted in a way. 
Mm-hmm. You know, there are the sex scenes, you know, and obviously that's what everybody's here for. But, you know, like, why not throw in, you know, the Have cheesiness that with comes it. with it? It's Hollywood. Yeah. Baby. You know, Come on. <laughs> literally, literally, I always talk about how it's the only type of film that's never nominated at like high end award shows like, you know, the like the Emmys or whatever, you know, we speaking of scenes, we, we found one scene. And we just really had okay. to bring it up because it was kind of like sending us a little bit. And it was so cute. <laughs> it was the art gallery. You know what I'm talking about? Your little art gallery. Oh God, in a museum. Yeah. In a museum. And y'all were like okay. hiding around the museum. He would like find you and you'd be like, ah. <laughs> it was cute. Really? That one interested you guys like one of the most? It, it was definitely stuck out. Totally. And then really when he yeah. when he was like turning the corner and you were in the other corner on the chair and you're just like patting the little chair to tell him to come here. And I was like, stop it, bitch. <laughs> that is so funny. Because like the thing is, like that scene is probably not least memorable for me because it was a lot of fun. Um, it was my first time in Germany. I got to film in a museum that I was exhibitioned at. Um, you know, they had like a whole kind of like section for like um, gay film and porn and Cocky Boys like was one of those um, people that were in it. And then we did like a live um, kind of Q&A panel with everybody in Germany. But like and later on, we filmed that later on, we filmed that scene at night. But um, it's least memorable because I filmed it and it wasn't released to like three years later, like after oh. I had stopped filming. Bitch, you're looking different. Yeah, it just totally was like something that I had like forgot about. And I was like, when is that ever coming out? Was it something they just throw, threw away, you know? And then it came out and then I was like, oh, okay, well, the excitement's gone now. So, but it <laughs> so was a lot of- does that happen like often? Like, you know, they re- you record something and it could get scrapped or put off for a while. Like, does that happen a lot? Yeah, if it's just like if it... If it could feel like it's the right time and then they'll hold out on it for so long that maybe it's just like, oh, okay, the time has passed for that kind of like trend or whatever they were kind of going for. Um, and then, yeah, sometimes things can literally just be like, okay, that wasn't good, but now maybe like things change and like that instantly is like gold, you know? So there are a lot of things that like you just like don't even know or there are like things that will take like a whole year just to like edit and like get it perfect, especially with like feature films. Yeah, feature films. Y'all do some feature films. How is that? So do you guys like stay on a set for like a certain amount of time to film the whole thing? Like, are you there for like a week? What's kind of the vibe there? Um, okay, so when I was exclusive at Cocky Boys, which is probably like my busiest time working as far as like when we were like really doing films, 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 um, I had signed exclusive in like, I want to say October. I had done my first few scenes. Um, no, wait. <laughs> no. My timeline's a little bit messed up, so I'm not too sure. <laughs> but it was released in October, so that means it would have be filmed like months prior to that. Mm-hmm. So, scratch my my <laughs> scheduling. But okay, so we filmed the entire first my first feature film at Cocky Boys, which took an extremely long time. Um, and yeah, essentially you live 
at Cocky Boys, most of the filming is done on the property that um, that Cocky Boys will come and stay at, and you'll stay there for how many to- how long you're filming and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I was there for like literally months on end. Um, basically living at the house. Um, it's like the miniature gay playboy hey, mansion, I like to call it. Loves. <laughs> but I was there filming one entire feature film for like a few months. And then right after that, um, we went into filming the second one immediately. And that went into like an entire year of just filming two movies, like back to back. Like Wow. Yeah, because I was really curious about how all of that worked. Like if you are doing multiple videos you know in a short period of time or if it's you know you do one video that is like i feel like you're kind of saying it's like months long for just like one thing yeah because it's like a lot of scheduling around people who have different schedules you know so it's all about and like sometimes you'll have one part of the movie and the other part of it won't be done or it'll like kind of transition in the way that like maybe the storyline or you saw something different. So like there's edits and tweaks and stuff like that. But um, yeah, it's just a lot of scheduling with people's time. So with that, it's like we could be shooting a feature film and then we'll instantly have to take a break because models are flying in and they'll have to just shoot normal sex scenes to keep the website alive while those feature films are being, you know, produced. So you said you always should come to a porn scene prepared to bottom. Me being just someone who doesn't love to bottom i do it if i have to if the guy's hot enough i'm like okay bitch your booty's out so i am curious liam riley in high school i used a water bottle to douche wasn't the best choice college i i bought a douche but damn that shit fucking hurts okay so i want to know like what is your best bottoming tips because i feel like we got some bottoms out there listening and they want to know. <laughs> so I like to consider myself a pretty experienced bottom. Um, <laughs> and I like to do my... So in porn, it's fun because girls, when they do, they call it their girly things. So I kind of took that and ran with it. And now I call it my boyish things. Hey. Like, oh, sorry, I have to go do my boyish things. <laughs> so my bottom duties are as follows (laughs) I think all tips and tricks um are appropriate like you said the water bottle trick the water bottle trick is amazing I suggest it for a very ho-to-go kind of night um the typical enema kind of bottle is a classic you know those work a lot um they just take a lot of time consuming so I'm not a personal fan of them Um, But when I do use them, a little trick that I do like to do is add a little bit of lube already inside the bottle. So it's like kind of lubing you up as you're going. Oh, holy shit. (laughs) Are you serious? (laughs) Never been done before. Iconic. Wow. Okay. That's like a good one. Um, I personally, when I'm trying to get my best kind of like douche, um, the shower head is amazing. It's a lot of water. Um, so I highly suggest being careful because it, it does get in that kind of like second chamber of like getting stuck. So, um, <laughs> so make sure you are completely out of water. Um, but it is the best clean. Um, I like it because it's like giving myself a mini colonic and it lasts for a few days like after. You oh, know, like cleared. You're cleared. Yeah, you're like <laughs> every day, like 
And like, I just naturally am that kind of person where I like to just give myself a cleanse like that pretty often. <laughs> yeah. You know, just like clean bottom, safe bottom. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So do you top Mr. Bottom? I'm curious. Um, you know, so in porn, a lot of tops do their kind of like debuting of like bottom scenes and stuff like that. Um, mm. And I actually lost my topping virginity on camera where I, as a bottom, debuted my like topping scene. And it was like this kind of like parody of like masculinity of like tops in the business. And like, it was pretty good. Like it was like Liam Riley tops for the first time. And then since then I do dabble a little bit. I like to consider myself a burst bottom. Hey, love first bottom. <laughs> Versatility is all the rage. <laughs> you know what? You're right about that. We actually just talked about in one episode about how, like, if you aren't verse, what are you doing? Literally, Why? I mean, limit yourself to, like, that kind of sexual pleasure and just, like, to... I was so used to people kind of stereotyping me and placing me in just, like, that specific kind of like bottom but um you know whatever I like I like and you know I have been with partners where they let me just like experiment that side not that like you know like I want to be in a girl's top but like sometimes you know like maybe you want to stick your dick somewhere you know (laughs) so follow-up question because you will know I mean we're asking the master here how do you prepare to take a big old big old cock Big daddy long legs. If you are not a seasoned pro, there are a few. (laughs) So, um, you know, a lot of people to warm up to larger sizes. Um, I know people use like butt plugs. Some people will try um, small dildos, vibrators, and toys Mm -hmm. that kind of like warm you up a little bit in that kind of way. a lot of lube helps. Um, I'm not a water-based girl. I love silicone. Just me personally, it feels a lot better for me. Um, okay. But you have to consider your whole like a muscle. It's a muscle, you know. So mm-hmm. like just a like a baby. muscle. That you, yeah, just like a muscle that you go to the gym. You're not going to just tear your muscle by jumping into the splits. You have to stretch it. You have to, you know, you have to do those yeah. exercises and, you know, you, you can't just go and just like sit on it like this. You know, you have to <laughs> warm up to it and, you know, a good top will warm you up. Um, my favorite personal way to warm myself up is like I like to just slowly sit and ride and then I'm good to go. You know, <laughs> bitch, it's me, cowgirl. Yeah, that's how I start. Uh huh. You were the yeah, here first. Liam Riley says to stretch that hole out as much as you can, baby. <laughs> and then, you know, you'll be ready for the entire night and you'll not want to stop. <laughs> <laughs> so a big question. This is kind of moving away from what we're talking about. But the flesh jack. Okay. Um, I am dying to know about how it is made. So Liam Riley, guys, has his own flesh jack that is, you know it, his hole. And we were like, bitch, how do you get your <laughs> hole, the shape of your hole in a flesh jack? We're curious. Or is it like your design? Okay. What's the vibe there? <laughs> so every boy has his own custom texture that is made just for him. And that is what is inside of it. 
Um, I was the last generation batch of Flesh Jack boys that were molded the very old school way of like the plaster and mold like all over yourself. Like um, now it is very high tech. It's like 3D digital computers and stuff like that. Um, but back in the day, they had to like slime all that green goop all over you. And it is the outside replica of like your hole. <laughs> so it like actually is Liam Riley's hole. So if I bought one, I'm like... Yeah. Okay. So you're sitting there. I'm trying to clear this on up. All fours. You're, you're sitting there on all fours, just hole up as this plaster yes. dries for 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that is quite the process. That's cool. Yeah, Bitch, and like send us some merch. Like <laughs> <laughs> video. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my yeah, god! It's great um, and then during that time, they're doing like social media content and promos and stuff like that. And then I had my best friend sit there and hold my hand. I was like, I just want like best friend goals for a minute. <laughs> You're like, I need you right now in this moment. Yeah. <laughs> and like people, they'll like watch TV. Like I know because like the dick is a little bit harder because like you put the mold over your penis and you have to stay hard for 15 whole minutes not moving or touching yourself and people have their partners there helping them like to stay aroused some people are just watching porn to try to stay aroused or like you can like they'll give you toys to kind of play with if you can but like it's very hard to kind of like maneuver with like all the plaster all over you damn that's like a challenge oh yeah that is 15 minutes no touching trying to stay rock hard my ass I think I'm up for it though (laughs) (laughs) they sell the little at home packets not for the whole I think but you can mold your wee wee (laughs) (laughs) your wee wee (laughs) that's cool Valentine's Day present oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) So we should really get off from the porn because now, hi, Mr. OnlyFans star, what's up? How was that switch? What made you kind of go from porn to OnlyFans? Um, So I started on OnlyFans when it first came out. Um, It was very, very popular amongst girl stars and only girl performers were kind of doing it and straight performers and I talked to a lot of straight performers so I saw them doing it and I found out about it and I started doing it a little bit and it was like doing really well but then I kind of like stepped back from like adult work and then that's when like drag became my main priority in that time frame so um then OnlyFans started getting really, really big. And then everybody, the request for it was bring it back, bring it back, bring it back. So then I opened up OnlyFans again. <laughs> the fans were asking. <laughs> and you gave them what they wanted. Wow. You're a generous king, Liam Riley. <laughs> uh, have you been, like, do you like OnlyFans more than, like, doing porn? Or are they just, like, different and they're, like, not really bad or good? Like, what's the difference? Um, they're both interesting in their own ways because I am very much a person who loves to be just talent. Like I love this whole star treatment of studio work and the glamour and the editing and like, you know, you just show up to set and like everything's taken care of. 
Um, but then now with OnlyFans, it has given me an opportunity that um, to think bigger and I get to be kind of my own boss. And, you know, it allows me to have a platform where I can, you know, create my own kind of content and share with people my own ideas and visions and talk to fans on a more personal level. Girl boss behavior. So, like, do you have your own team now? Um, I do have a team of people. Um, I love, um, I've always had, like, managers and people who, and people who kind of help me produce and create all this content. And mm. I'm signed with um, an agency who does social media consulting um, that is owned by Bella Thorne, and it is called Content X, that has a bunch of social media influencers and high-profile celebrities and stuff like that. Hi, Bella. (laughs) So with OnlyFans, are like your like managers in this, um, you know, company with, are they finding people for like scenes or has the OnlyFans become more you picking out people that you want to work with? Because you were saying like the porn, they kind of probably like match you up a little bit more, but OnlyFans, I'm assuming is a little more... Pick and choose. Um, Yeah, OnlyFans has been more pick and choose. Um, with scenes, um, my connections with like performers is probably a lot more intimate. So a lot of performers, when you are setting up shoots and doing these things, it's usually just like, Hey, are you down and kind of shoot content? Mm -hmm. Um, and you kind of just like set it up in that way. And then I produce a lot of the content myself with them. And so, like, since you're kind of like your own boss, OnlyFans, I had one last summer. I'm not going to lie. It wasn't anything spectacular. No, no, no. There was no nudes. It was just a little shirtless (laughs) moment. I love your thirst traps. They definitely trap me. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, that's my OnlyFans right now, my Twitter, y'all. If you want to see my OnlyFans, go to my Twitter. But... Like Mine too. for some <laughs> Wait, in your Instagram though, you've been doing some shoots, bitch. Yeah, I They're love looking it. Stellar. For a moment, like Instagram became kind of a depressing place for me. Um, I don't know, just in general within the last year, a lot of it was a lot of depressing and just trying to like refine myself and then um I am dedicating twenty twenty one to just living like my happiest form and self and anything that just makes me feel good and a more spiritual kind of like positive aura around myself and surrounding myself with the same kind of energy around myself. Loving that. Cause you're like a busy person. You got stuff going on all the time. So I bet you kind of need that moment. Uh, I like to stay busy because if not, I go crazy. <laughs> like, you know, but you have to stay busy cause like it's just good for the mental health. I learned like, this past year just being trapped and then you kind of get stuck and you're like, where am I? What am I doing? And I, that's such a natural thing for humans to kind of just like question every their existence, you know, in a time yeah. where you're like, my world feels like it's falling apart and you can't take everything else for granted. So when you are able to live your life to the fullest, you know, you're thankful and grateful for all those things. Yeah. So like, for someone wanting to start an OnlyFans, they're new to this shit. They got a, they got their body ready. They got their content ready, but they don't know like what to post, how to promo it. What kind of tips you got? Because you're the king. I would say utilize. There is a lot of opportunities with OnlyFans to 
I mean, I've seen people become multimillionaires just from OnlyFans, you know, and there's many ways to do it and there's not wrong ways to do it. But I mean, learn, utilize and just like maximize also, you know, like Mm -hmm. there's revenue everywhere. And, you know, when your product is your image and your body and just know your worth and you know, there are haters or people who sometimes want to get a bargain out of you. And that's nice. And I do like to reason with a lot of people, like, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, you know, I'm sure I can afford or, you know, like, and that's when you're like, I've been blessed with a lot that, you know, I also like to, you know, to receive, you have to give, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, with that, I have always kind of built my life around that because I know a lot of opportunities have came to me. So with that, um, opportunities come and go and it's a circle of life kind of thing you know yeah there's so many things that you can do on OnlyFans and I think like just play with the app and you know make your money mm-hmm. honey <laughs> make your money honey so you're saying that like the past year like wasn't so great was that just the pandemic and like did that like you know stop workflow or was it um hate online like what like what was going on um I think just everything my life for so long has been was like fast 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 travel 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 like people yeah. people people and then when like all of it feels like it's taken away and like your whole world kind of stops it felt like everything just like hit like you know a bus like kind of moment and then you know then it's like then you question your looks and then you start to self-image and body dysmorphia you know yeah. um and it's silly to say but you know because people will always be like oh well you know, whatever. But it's the way you personally view when when you just don't like yourself, it it becomes hurtful and you destroy yourself from the inside and you're not happy from the outside. So, you know, you have to take care and tender that person, that heart. And I think that's really important. And that's what this whole pandemic and the last year taught me was like, you know, you're a beautiful person, you know, and inside and out, I got like a little, my first little tattoo um, and it's Bellissimo and Ariana Grande has it. And, you know, she is, a <laughs> she has Bellissimo, the girl version. And I got Bellissimo for a boy. Cause like for me, crazy. Cause I love her so much, but she's a beautiful person inside and out that that is my little reminder to be beautiful inside and out also throughout everything. That was so sweet. Oh my God. That's your first tattoo. That's really cute. Yeah. It's a little whiting. So it's like invisible that like, cause like I wanted tattoos, but I didn't, but like that is like something that like I've wanted. And then I saw her with it and I was like, yes. I'm so happy you're like coming to terms with that being that confident. I mean, like your industry, what you're doing right now, your body and yourself kind of is like your job and like your content. Yeah, so I feel like, like having that like, moment. You begin to like over and like I get it with influencers and all these people when you share so much of yourself and you know people are over examining you you begin over examining you and then those little, little unhealthy habits you know like constantly zooming in your picture and you know like you know all those little like tedious things that like you know you hate about yourself are negative and bad behaviors to kind of instill in yourself and i just learned to like kind of like you know enjoy it enjoy yourself it's really right that's no it's true though i mean especially because everyone's like you're posting up you're doing some shoots and shit like you might as well fucking feel your oats and that's like 
but that's it took so long to kind of get there and like that's what my whole valentine's day post was because like a year ago i had done a post and it was me at my absolute worst i was like heartbroken and like just going through like a depressive state and i just like let it all out on social media and told everybody like i am not okay and then a whole year later it was like i felt the most beautiful i have ever felt like from the lowest to the highest you know it's so sweet yeah and i feel like the pandemic like making having that pause that happened it like because you probably weren't able to like do new stuff and everyone was kind of dealing with that you're like spending so much time like thinking about all the stuff you've done in the past and then you're like probably got to like overanalyzing and stuff so it's really great and then you're like not anything's happening right now like where did it all go like where did you know the fabulosity glamorous kind of life that people assume or think it's work but it's like where did all that work go like what do you have to show for it then you dwell on the memories and you're like what is happening right now like you know like <laughs> yeah. you stress and you want that and you crave that and it's like you can't have that and it's like you know it can feel like sometimes you have to like uphold this persona and this like standard of yourself but it seems like now you're like just being like yo Liam I'm doing this for me I feel good yeah and it's like it feels good to just be on a happier space you know yeah I mean, speaking of happier spaces, I really mm-hmm. want to get into Miss Bambi Bitch. Oh. <laughs> Hi, drag mama. I was telling Mason, like, shit, I think I'm gonna, my drag name's going to be Thumper. Thumper. <laughs> we can be little twins. <laughs> so how'd you, how'd you get into drag? I want to know. I know Miss Shangela. <laughs> I, I know your connection. So I just want to know where that all started, how Shangela came in the picture. Miss Shanji. So I met Miss Shanji in 2013. I was living in Florida at the time. Um, I met her in a club. If you ever run into Miss Shanji, you know that she is one of the nicest and happiest people and always a pleasure to say hi to in a club. Coffee break. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) You know, she's the happiest person to say hi to in a club. And I met her and I was like, I'm a huge fan. Um, I live in L.A. I'm moving back. Like, I would love to hang out and be friends. And she was like, oh, my God, yes. Hit me up when you're back in L.A. We'll go out. And lo and behold, I got to L.A. and I was like, hey, bitch. (laughs) And we went out and about that night, like we didn't even end up going out. But me and our other really good friend, Nick Boshin, who is also her drag son, um, we ended up just going to Kitchen 24, which is like a diner in West Hollywood. Very gay. But um, we ended up just sitting and it was like that episode on Pose where they're just sitting and talking and becoming like a family, you know. And that was the start of our little drag family. And she took me under her wing and we just stayed up all night in the restaurant just talking and having drinks. And from that moment, um, she was going to Las Vegas to film the season six finale of Drag Race. And she had asked if I wanted to be her assistant to come help her for that weekend. And I said, yeah, I went. And then after that, I like literally just traveled and worked with her as her right hand side assistant. And yeah, then, <laughs> and then um, All Stars Three was coming into the picture, and then I, she asked me to be her full time assistant because it was about to get crazier. And then with that, I just fell in love with the art of drag within itself, just 
every day living it, breathing with a real working girl professional of drag, you know, I was like, I can do that. Like, I want to do that. Like, I was so inspired by it. And I was like, I learned from literally one of the best drag queens in the world of how she writes, how she produces, how she manages, takes care of herself, how she is a PR image behind the drag persona and um, is a businesswoman behind all of it. No, she is a fucking icon biggest snub on all stars let's not fucking go there though i'm fucking pissed one of my favorites she's a fucking legend i'm so jealous of you and i love that you have that connection it's really cool though that you were like her assistant though because i mean people think of you for sure as like liam riley like the star and Mm -hmm. then for you to like take in like probably so much time to like be an assistant basically is like really cool and i'm sure it was like such a different experience yeah yeah it was an experience because it was you're no longer the star you have to take a passenger seat like you know like where you work for the star but it was like a real hands-on kind of like internship you know i would go work in an internship for a job that I wanted to do. And I got a real hands-on lesson of how to be a star, you know, from a star, you know, and it was probably the most experience that I could get anywhere, you know, like I said, that whole depression kind of state, um, it took a toll where I didn't want to do drag at the moment. And now I feel in a lot better space where like, I am ready to come back with her, like better than she has ever came before. Um, so I'm like tweaking it right before I want to bring her back out again. So like people are like, there she is, you know, like this is what the wait has been for. But, um, last year in like my most depressed state, I took like that sadness and I did that Ariana recreation of like, I won't say I'm in love. And she like tweeted it and stuff like that. Like and she was like, "I love you. You killed it." Like, oh, we saw. Oh, but, you and know, that's like, your fucking that, like, <laughs> Yeah, and it's like you know, like through that depressive state, you know, I created something that like Ariana saw, you know, and that was like the highlight of my entire quarantine. Um, but yeah, um, in the beginning of this podcast, I said Liam Riley is the brand, the umbrella correct so Mm -hmm. in my own perfect world i do want to have these kind of two personas of my boy persona who is liam riley which is a fun young charismatic kind of boy persona and then i have this same exact replica of bambi who is my girl persona drag and like they'll both be under my liam riley llc That is so fucking cool. Liam Riley LLC. I'm loving. So, <laughs> Ariana Grande, though, have yeah. y'all, like, met? Talked. Her, like, what's um, up? I have met her. She is really good friends with Shangela, who um, is also really good friends with Frankie. So, we have been invited to come to her show. We went to Thank You Next, like, three times. Um, I But... The last, last night of closing night, it was December 23rd. It was like right before Christmas. Um, Shangela surprised me. She was like, we're going. It's closing night. She's here in L.A. And um, I was like, oh, my God, this is the night I'm going to meet Ariana. Like, <laughs> um, like, I went. So we were there. We sat front stage. It was so beautiful. She was like crying at the end. They like brought her her, her bouquet of flowers. And then we went backstage and I got to meet her. It was like the most magical thing. I told her I was so happy to meet her. We like hugged and she's literally like my height in her heels. So it's like I thought I was looking at myself. Like, <laughs> <laughs> 
You saw each but, other. Um, yeah. You know me. I love asking a good celebrity for a picture, and I'm not scared at all. If you go down my Instagram, I have like a collection. But um, <laughs> the one person I wanted, and like, of course, I had asked, and this is some tea. <laughs> but um, I had asked. Obviously, she had been crying so much that she said next time that she knows that for sure we would see each other, and that she promises that we would get one. So I never so got that picture that you. night. But I was like, oh my god. Yeah, but I was like, this memory will live in my head forever. I don't care who, what, no, like, I was there, bitch. <laughs> so fucking cool to like meet her. Bitch, I have a picture with Ari. I met her, but I'm bald, so you won't be seeing that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We have a video of her and Shangela, and they had it sent it to me because Shangela had to work um, a iHeart Radio show with her, and we were like stuck on tour still. So she had to travel all the way from like South America all the way back to the states for like one night, and um, I was stuck on the tour. But she had sent me a video that her and Ariana recorded for me like all the way, and she like surprised me backstage with all the Drag Race girls watching, and it's so funny. It's like somewhere on my Instagram. Like all the girls were like, "What are we watching?" And then they realized like what's happening girl well girl. a lot of people can say that ariana grande fucking loves them so. and sends them a personalized video <laughs> so say. yeah fuck you i'm jealous okay <laughs> her like i love her so we posted on instagram and asked people to send in some questions for the beautiful liam riley and um, so we're going to go through a couple of those right now. So, like, I'm curious about this, too, because you've been in the scene for a minute. So you've experienced some different scenes. What's been your, like, most favorite slash hottest scene you've done either with porn or OnlyFans? Like, where you're like, that Ooh. was the fucking moment, bitch. Like, point blank. Um. Okay, my... How about you do this? My top five Liam Riley favorite scenes. Period. Let's go. Okay. My favorite top five Liam Riley scenes would be, okay, in no specific order, um, definitely um, Liam Riley gets Clarked with Gabriel Clark. Um, That one is really hot. Um, My one with Topher DiMaggio is amazingly hot and the sex and everything is amazing. I mean, he's a a classic. Production wise, production wise, my two favorite that are beautifully, beautifully well done and shot as far as like all of it, full package, um, body language with Max Carter. Um, my debut scene, which was like my first one, it won every award show that year um, for best sex scene. And it's Sex on Rouge with Andy Taylor. My first year, my debut scene, and it won everything. Like, can you imagine? She's like, sweet. I was like, on she's Cloud a sweeper. No, that's crazy. Yeah. Cause you just were like jumping into doing porn, like, you know, like you said, kind of whatever. And then it was like winning every fucking thing for the whole year. That's so cool. Yeah. Like, who would have thought, right? <laughs> Liam Riley, then, the janitor. He sweeps. <laughs> I was a psychic reader one time. Oh. Oh, no, porn scene? <laughs> I read this poem and then all of a sudden it was like, boom, we're here. <laughs> you're reading his poem, you're like, I have a feeling I'm about to bother. <laughs> it's, like it's like I saw it coming or something. <laughs> and then do you have a fifth scene? You said oh, four, oh, right? Um, 
If nines. Yeah. Um, mm, oh, it's a Fire Island one, and it's with Justin Matthews. A Fire Island one? Please elaborate. Please yeah. give me some more details. Just like, um, it was just like this. We did a series of like where we did like this Fire Island fantasies of like just going to Fire Island. And it was like cinematically mm-hmm. like what a fantasy weekend on Fire Island is like. And it was just a hot outdoor kind of shower scene. So <laughs> like with that, talking about scenes, kind of going a different route. What's the craziest like set? And scene you've been in because I know they'd be putting you up in some art galleries maybe some beaches <laughs> I don't know so what's like the craziest one you've been at um the art gallery was definitely the craziest because we had the whole museum that time um and then the Liam Riley gets Clarked one was good because that was my first time and they flew me to Montreal to film so that was a lot of fun no i got some videos to watch after after this recording so i'll let you know my thoughts <laughs> going back to like the filming we already had the douching discussion so y'all need to rewind if you're curious about that but just in general mentally someone asked how is preparation pre- the preparation process before filming mental physical and emotional so you usually will wake up in the morning. Um, you usually want to start your day like around nine. Um, I usually like to eat light because for mm-hmm. obvious reasons. Yeah. So salad, um, yeah. Fruits. <laughs> I'm very much a fruit person. Like I love fruits, parfaits, and um, lately I've been obsessed with fl- um, those flu shots, like ginger cayenne shots. Mm, yeah. Mm. Totally off topic, but like that's just like in my daily routine. And then, um, so you want to do that. Um, a light workout, like just to keep it nice and toned, you know, always want to look toned. A little pump. Um, and then you want to like, yeah. And then you start your shower grooming, like grooming to me and maintenance. Like my maintenance is like to a T, like I do like the whole shebang from nails <laughs> to like, yeah. Like, and I don't think a lot of people take it like that. I know I've probably learned that from like the girls in the business. Cause they're very, crimped and manicured so like I like to take that into like kind of my work like I, I'll shave I'll douche I'll um, my hair moisturize I oil I do my body perfumes even though people can't even smell me but I'm like wearing perfumes like, <laughs> like I act like I'm going on a date like <laughs> we love a full like, beat I want to give yeah basically and like it's fun when you know it's fun when n- models or people you haven't worked with or people who are filming and they are a fan of your work you know so it's nice when you want to give them that kind of like liam riley experience or fantasy of working with you yeah i know that's so liam cute. riley experience and so, also i mean if you're doing porn it's like cameras on your entire like naked body like i feel like i would be also looking the best doing every inch mm-hmm. listening shades yeah you like look yeah. your absolute best and then with that, your day, you know, then you're ready to go. So then with that, then you'll usually get into wardrobe or whatever they're going to dress you in, or they'll look through your clothes to see what you have, if they like it. You know, they usually like what I got. <laughs> <laughs> so then, 
<laughs> so then you're styled and then you'll go through your day and then they'll kind of pitch the idea of what the scene is going to be like if it's just like an easy day sort of say you know like just a normal sex scene then you'll do pictures and then you'll do the warm-up which is like the kind of penetration shots but like it's like also your top is kind of that's his chance to warm you up and then um and then you go into video a warm-up so you basically like start having sex a little bit for like the pictures and all of that and that kind of helps everybody get comfortable ease the whole ready and then you go and bring it from the top for the video make a draw hi nice to meet you then take all the clothes off basically that's really interesting it's cool Somebody also asked, what are your, like, future endeavors? Like, what are you going to do porn for a long time? Are you going to focus on drag later on? Like, what's the future looking like for Liam Riley? My future? Um, (laughs) I don't know. There's a lot because I... Yeah, porn is a part of me and it always will. So I'll never be one of those people to kind of walk away from porn and kind of like shame it. I mean, some people will leave the business with a bad experience and kind of like, you know, trash talk the business. But I personally have had a great experience working in the business. So it is something that I am proud of and the accomplishments that I have done. Um, But my main goal is just I really want to launch just into mainstream i think mainstream 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 is like my end goal for everything i just i enjoy working i like doing projects i am very grateful when people want me to be a part of be a part of their projects i like when i can collab with people in a much bigger space and you know it's all opportunity you know so i'm really grateful i hope more things come i want to grow i like to work and yeah <laughs> It seems like you would like to work, bitch. Yeah, You're always you, uh, like should be so proud of yourself. Yeah, though. and like I'm glad that you like had a good experience like through all of it too. Like I feel like that's like and I refreshing to hear almost that you like did all of this work and you've been so busy for so many years and stuff and you're like really proud of it too. Like that's really awesome. and it's like kept you in the industry. Yeah, liking it so much. Yeah, I mean it's crazy because I started like in 2013, so now it's like. 2021 you know so like the years just fly by when people ask what my advice is like coming into the porn industry um i say it's not for everybody for sure it's Mm -hmm. not for everybody some people you know i say never do it if you're just looking for quick cash you know people do it for that like think it's quick cash um i tell people that it lasts forever so just know that for sure like people still watch videos from like, you know, like the, my debut scene, just like old video, like it lasts forever. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and yeah, just like make sure that it is something that you really, really want to do. Cause. <laughs> no, you know what? That probably makes like a lot of, maybe some of our listeners are like curious about joining porn as well. And I know like f- probably from like, past experiences with talking to people that have done porn or something it is always like mixed reviews on like the industry so i bet it's really reassuring to hear that like you had such a good experience but it's another thing is i also like to tell people because like it's sad when i see people who are 
running from a lot bigger problems. And like, I get it, you know, some people are literally just trying to get away from their hometowns and stuff or like their small, close-minded like cities and like they're just hoping for opportunity. And like, again, that quick cash and, you know, and when you get into porn with those wrong kind of intentions or mindset, you it's later trauma that you're gonna put or inflict on yourself to have a negative experience or kind of like resentment towards that you know and then they Mm -hmm. categorize it or they put the entire porn industry or their experience and like you know everybody's experience is different and i cannot talk on other people's experience that's why i like to say my experience was really good and not everybody will ever get to have my experience and i have probably had a one in a million experience you know but um I am just able to say that I liked it. I liked the people that I worked with. I was smart about people who I worked with. Um, You know, I made sure that I knew who I was working with. I never put myself in a situation that I didn't want to be in, you know? And you're an icon, baby. I mean, I I have to complain about something. It's the end of the interview. I did watch your porn in high school. I did have, you really? I have seen, yes, Liam, I have watched your porn, might have masturbated to it. I don't know. I have yeah. to complain. No, I love that. That means he's, this, that's literally what I do it for. Baby, well, it worked on me, so I just had to let you know. I love that. No, I mean, that is, that is a lot of fun, and it's nice, because, like, you know, I think my thing that, like, I got off from doing porn is that like I like that fantasy of like making love to the camera in some way and like to think that somebody on the other end is watching me you know mm-hmm. it's like that kind of voyeurism kind of like feel and um I'm extremely flattered when people will message me come up to me I my Chipotle guy who made my burrito one time said oh my god I love you you know like <laughs> <laughs> you're like can I have the brown rice he's like yeah by the way your ass beautiful yeah like I'm eating my <laughs> <laughs> I promise. <laughs> but it's like, you know, it's flattering when people choose to watch you. Because totally. you could watch a million other bitches on the internet, but you chose me. <laughs> Period. I know that's right. <laughs> well, Liam, we want to thank you for making time for us and coming on the show. We have had so much fun getting to know you today. You were literally a sweetheart. If you haven't been watching Liam Riley, Get into it. Bitch. Get into it, bitch. You listed his top five. <laughs> you're only getting half the scoop or half hey, the story. Man. Yes! You're only getting half the story, baby. His OnlyFans, it's on his Instagram and Twitter, y'all. Go give him a follow, a subscribe. How much is it? How much is it a subscription? Um, it changes every day, every day, week. It can change. Um, I offer a lot of free trials. Um, I do bundle subscriptions. Um it just, it depends on the day, holiday. Um, make sure to check it out. If you send me a message and you, I'm feeling really generous, I might even give you one for free. Me, oh. <laughs> so, I'm in your DMs later. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you can find me everywhere at Liam Riley CB on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, um, Facebook, OnlyFans. Um, yeah. He's got the content for you guys. Well, please subscribe to us on Apple Music, Spotify. Go give us a follow on Instagram. You all know the vibes there. But I think that's it for today. I love the gay propaganda. (laughs) Yes. All right. Well, bye. Bye. Bye.